Good morning and welcome to episode 5 of the Beans Talk Coffee podcast, where we believe your coffee has something to say. Learn how to listen and enjoy your coffee more each week with me as we taste our way around the world and build a better understanding of our daily brew right from home. It tastes better this way. I'm your host, Trevor Ogborn, and today we're drinking Black Honey Blend from Truth Coffee Roasting. I hope you're able to sip it alongside me. As we do at the beginning of every episode, we're starting out by tasting our featured coffee of the week because life happens after coffee and it's time to get started. Truth Coffee Roasting hails from Cape Town, South Africa, which they tout as the world's oldest coffee capital. No less, they've been rated among the best coffee shops in the world on at least two occasions by the Daily Telegraph, an internationally recognized publication based in the UK. Quote, there are few cafes in the world as stunning as Truth, a steampunk-inspired artisan coffee shop that is filled from top to bottom with metal piping and quirky old machinery. But people don't just flock here for the decor. The coffee is all hand-roasted in a vintage cast-iron drum, and the company supplies many of South Africa's top hotels. Now, take my word for it when I say these guys are just a little different than most. I spent some time learning about them and their values through the language they use in the blog they publish online, and truth is no doubt run by unabashed purists when it comes to their coffee. Their manifesto, the joy of the extraordinary truth. Let me read an excerpt from a 2017 blog they published to kind of help unpack that. The truth is in the coffee, no added distractions to enhance or dull the experience. In this endeavor, we hope to offer our customers as naked a truth as possible. Objective, unblemished, unenhanced coffee. And yet, perhaps contrarily so, we feel with this truthful experience, you are able to experience an emotion such as joy. Your personal beliefs and emotions should dovetail effortlessly with the objective reality of your coffee. So with that in mind, this may be the week for you to try our featured coffee without cream or sugar, if that's how you usually prepare your morning brew. You may find you like it just a little bit more, especially with how sweet and delicious this particular coffee is. They sent me a couple of fantastic coffees to taste, but today we're sipping on their Black Honey Blend, which came about from Truth founder David Dondi's relentless obsession with sweetness. Their team graciously sent me a few suggested brew methods to really highlight this coffee, so I'll be using an inverted AeroPress method. I encourage you to follow along and you can find the brew recipe in the show notes of this episode or on my blog, which posts ahead of time at beanstalkpodcast.com. When I cracked open the bag to brew this for the first time earlier this morning, I was blown away by how fragrant and sweet the beans were. It smelled super rich and pleasant with some hints of floral notes and a caramely sweetness that really got my mouth watering. After adding water to the brew, I was first hit with a wave of Earl Grey tea aroma, a note that CJ from Truth Coffee Roasting told me to look for. I didn't know it would be so prominent, but it came through brilliantly here. Following the tea notes, I felt the aroma took on kind of a malty cereal sweetness that I always tend to enjoy in my coffee personally. As it brewed in the inverted air press, I could see a lovely crema, which is like a flavorful aromatic froth that often is a marker for quality, form on the surface of the coffee. Tasting it, I again find Earl Grey to hit the tongue first, followed by that caramely sweetness this coffee was crafted for. Many of the coffees we've tasted so far have had a very forward brightness with their acidity, something I'm learning to be akin kind of to hop trends in craft brew IPAs. This coffee bucks the trend and really does a brilliant job of showcasing sweetness over acidity. I'm a huge fan. I hope you enjoy your cup this morning, as I certainly will mine, while we dive into today's coffee lesson. Thank you. 
So many of you may be familiar with drinking coffee blends as opposed to single origin coffee. In fact, I'd wager that for many of you following along with our featured coffees of the week, you may have enjoyed your very first single origin coffee with me on the podcast. Coffee blends are a staple for most coffee businesses and cafes, and they're often what you'll find on the shelves of your local supermarket or grocery store. But seeing as this is the first blend I'm actually featuring here, I figured this is a great opportunity to talk about single origin coffee versus coffee blends in order to help decode some of the most common information that you can find right on the front of your bags of coffee. To recap a previous episode, single origin coffee refers to a bag of coffee that contains beans from a single place of origin, go figure. This is pretty easy to break down. The critical thing about single origin is traceability, something you'll get in varying degrees depending on the relationship the roaster or cafe has with the farm and the rest of the coffee value chain. In the broadest sense, you should be able to discern the general growing region, like with last week's Ethiopia Limu. If the coffee shop is especially good, you may even see the name of the farm or estate all the way down to the lot or micro lot the coffee was grown on. This is all critical with third wave because, as the Specialty Coffee Association's Andra Vlekshu says, the most important thing about single origin is its traceability. The fact that you know exactly where your coffee is from and that it's a specific coffee, not a blend. Usually of a higher quality, it's the acknowledgement that the coffee is from a particular farm located in a unique setting, whilst its flavor depicts its origin possessing characteristics of that specific area where the particular coffee was grown. With time and attention, consumers can hone in on their specific coffee preferences based on the origin qualities of their favorite coffees. I for one know I'm especially partial to blueberry notes found in many Ethiopian coffees, so I know to actively seek out single origin Ethiopia coffees when I'm out and about shopping for beans. So that's single origin, boiled down and in a nutshell. Blends, by contrast, contain a variety of two or more coffees from different origins with varying levels of transparency depending on the roaster and cafe. There are generally three advantages, three reasons to blend coffee. One, blended coffees tend to be more consistent in flavor and can go further in terms of inventory. Two, coffee blends pair complementary flavors between different coffees to highlight and enhance the cup in many cases. And three, blended coffees can sometimes tend to be cheaper. Price is a signal worth paying attention to here. As a quick side note before we unpack those three, rest assured the blend we're enjoying today from Truth Coffee is crafted with the first two advantages in mind and at nearly $20 a bag isn't using blending as a means to cut costs or mislead. In fact, they were super clear with me exactly what two coffees went into the blend. A fully washed processed heirloom type of coffee from Ethiopia as well as a honey processed pacas from El Salvador, which is certainly nothing to sneeze at. Those are some premium beans and that's why this coffee is so incredible. So let's break down those three advantages real quick, starting with consistency. Because blends rely on more than one coffee to compose a final product, you can spread your supply out and make more coffee at a specific, often signature, flavor profile. Let's say you have a thousand pounds of coffee from Ethiopia and a thousand pounds of coffee from El Salvador. Sound a little familiar? Logically, you can offer a thousand pounds each of two distinct coffees, but blending them together though, you now have 2,000 pounds of an equally distinct coffee blend. With more of this blend available, your customers can count on a consistent flavor between bags every time they purchase the blend. Many signature coffees at various coffee shops are blends, and this is because they need to be widely available year-round to meet consumer demand. Where a single origin coffee may only be available during a specific season, 
Blends can help pair coffees in or out of season to help balance each other out and stretch the otherwise seasonal supply to craft a coffee that holds up year-round. The second advantage comes into play when a roaster is skilled enough to pair coffees together with great intentionality. It stands to reason that by having two or more beans being brewed together, there's greater potential for the cup to have more dynamic flavor profiles, since it'll display characteristics from each bean in the cup together. The pitfall here is that, if chosen poorly, different coffees can actually clash in a blend or simply neutralize each other and yield a boring or bland beverage. The trick is to balance complementary flavors so that the best tasting notes from each coffee interacts and shines through in harmony. The last reason to blend coffee, and least honorable, is simply to cut costs. This is where coffee blends have earned their negative connotation among thoughtful coffee drinkers. If the roaster's values are not aligned with quality and equity for the coffee value chain, that process from seed to cup and everyone involved along the way, they may be using blends to offload lower quality coffee at a higher price, effectively deceiving the customer. This is common when a coffee is named using a formula that goes something like origin name blend. Think Kona blend coffee. The name of the coffee suggests it contains coffee from Kona, Hawaii, but the word blend signals that there are other coffees present, often time to cut costs. Especially if they aren't clear about what else is in the blend, it's a huge red flag. They may be charging you a premium for a blend that doesn't really have a significant amount of the advertised origin coffee in it, but rather an unproportionate amount of low-grade or cheap coffee to cut the good stuff out and maximize profits. Beware these coffees, because you can do better. Seek blends from reputable third-wave coffee shops, much like Truth Coffee Roasting, who provide ample information about exactly which coffees are going into the blend to ensure you're getting a quality, enjoyable product. After all, all that balance and all that thought that goes into properly blending coffee really yields a fantastic cup. Well-blended coffees should be a joy to drink, something that becomes greater than a sum of its parts. I hope you're able to take this week's lesson and carry it forward with you as you enjoy your coffee over the coming week. Decoding and understanding more of the information commonly found on coffee bags is a great way to know you're on the path to enjoying better coffee. You can hone in on specific origins that you prefer when you pay attention, or discover the complexity and dynamic flavor offered in quality blends. Being wary and conscious of the ways blends can be used to cut costs will help you from falling into a common marketing pitfall. Thanks for listening in to the Beanstalk Coffee Podcast. I hope you enjoyed your coffee just a little bit more today. A huge thank you to Truth Coffee Roasting for donating this week's featured coffee, as well as a couple of extra bags that I am enjoying immensely. We're actually taking the next week off so I can regroup and track down some more excellent coffees to share with you. We'll be right back at it the following Saturday, so make sure you subscribe and stay tuned. If you have questions about coffee that you'd like me to answer, like whether it's okay to freeze coffee or whether you should start grinding coffee at home, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at bt at beanstalkpodcast.com. You can find out about upcoming featured coffees with links to purchase, how I'm brewing it, and other information about this project online at beanstalkpodcast.com. There you can sign up for the Beanstalk Coffee newsletter to get updates and links right to your inbox. I hope you'll also connect with us on social media and don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Until next week, sip, sip, share. Hey again, Trevor here. If you're a coffee roaster or have one you'd like me to reach out to, please visit my website and let me know. I'm thrilled to get in touch with different roasters around the world to feature their coffees. 
It's completely free, and all I ask is they donate a bag of coffee for me to sample. Thanks, and have a great day.